Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the name of Jesus. I miss you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> so I've been reading this book by Dr. Bill Hammond. Amazing, amazing book. Um, and I've also been listening to some of his sermons on YouTube. And as I was listening to one of his sermons, he said something that really made me think. He said, your greatest strength can become your greatest weakness if unguarded. So I pondered on that, you know, like my strengths are my strength. How can an area where I am strong become an area and where I'm weak? And as I'm thinking about it and meditating on it, the Holy Spirit brought me to Samson. So we're going to read the book of Judges chapter 16, and we're going to just go into the word of God. So starting at the fourth verse, the Bible reads, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shackles of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson answered her, if anyone ties me with seven fresh bow strings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh brow strings that had not been dried and she tied him with them. With men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the brow springs as easily as a piece of string snapped when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said unto him, you have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how you can be tied. And he said, if anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as other men. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. Then with men hidden in the room, she called him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the ropes off of his arms as they were threads. Then Delilah said unto him, all this time you have been making a fool of me and lying to me tell me how you can be tied he replied if you weave the seven braids to if you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric on the loom and tighten it with a pen i'll become as weak as other men so while he was sleeping delilah took seven braids of his head wove them into the fabric and tightened it with a pen. Again, she called on the, to Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke from his sleep and pulled up off the pins and the looms with the fabric. Then she said unto him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she probed him day after day until he was sick to death of it so he told her everything no razor has ever been used on my head 
He said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb, if my head was shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as other men. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his head. So he began to, and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. We're going to pause right there. Now, just from a little bit, you can see how he got played. He was strong because of his hair, but he was dumb. (laughs) He had no discernment. Like, how are you a man of God and you got all of this strength, but you have no discernment? This was the trick of the enemy. And this is how some of us are falling into the same trap. Verse 15. Then she said unto him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and you haven't told me the secret of your great strength. She played that. She played the love game on him. If you love me, why won't you tell me? If you love me. And because that was his weakness, he wanted love. As it started in the beginning, he fell in love with this woman. And although he had this great strength, he also had a weakness that would cause him to lose his strength because he didn't guard it. Because he didn't discern, for first of all, first of all, every time I read this story, it makes me laugh. And there's truly nothing funny about it. But what makes it funny to me is because three times she asked him, he told her, and then she sent people in there to attack him. And I'm trying to say by the second time, I would have like, no, you got to go. Like, you're trying to kill me. But he didn't see that. He's fighting off people and he didn't acknowledge that. Oh, wait, she's asking me what to do. I'm telling her what to do. And then right after she do it, here come these Philistines to attack me. Like he had no discernment at all because he was so caught up in his feelings and he was in love. And it just made me think about even my own personal life and the mistakes I have made being in love how you can be so strong and you could be a prayer warrior. You could be this, you know, person that has all of these great qualities. We all have millions of strengths, strengths in ministry, strengths on a job, strengths in relationships. We have strengths, but if we don't guard those strengths and if we don't protect those strengths and if we don't, if we let people enter into our lives and hurt us enough and disappoint us enough. And if we go after opportunities and those doors are closed in our face and we, we, we get failure after failure after failure, our strengths become weaknesses. You could be a great communicator, but if you're put in a position where you no longer want to talk to people, you'll weaken in your communication. And it will hinder you from actually wanting to talk because where you used to be so easily to talk to people, now you don't want to talk anymore. All it takes is one situation to cause you to stop doing what you are good at. 
All it takes is one situation to cause you to stop where you're strong. You could be a trustworthy person, but you could have someone hurt you enough and, and, and violate that trust where it hinders you from being a trustworthy person. And see, it's really not about the other person. See, Samson messed up because he did not guard his strength. He knew from birth he was a Nazarite. He knew from birth that he could not let any person touch his hair. He knew from birth. He was supposed to guard that with all of his life, but he let something else distract him from what he should have been guarding. And this is what we need to understand. Like I, I, for my own personal life, I wish I knew certain things now. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. I wish I knew things then as I know now. I would have protected my heart. I would have protected my mind. I would have protected so many different things. I would have guarded the things that I know I was strong at. I know my strong points. I know my weak points. But I have allowed people to come into my life. I've allowed things to happen. And there's some things that I didn't allow to happen. But because I did not guard my heart and did not guard my strength, it caused me to be inactive. It caused me to not be as strong in that area as I used to be because I was distracted or I did not guard it. And I honestly think this is for a lot of people. We get so distracted, whether it be with money, whether it be with relationships, even with ministry, we get so distracted with certain things and we, we, we can really allow our strengths become weaknesses by not paying attention to them. Or if not because we're not paying attention to it, for me, an example, because I'm strong in a particular area, I don't tend to pay attention to it. And as I was listening to this, I knew it was an area that God wanted to work with me with because I I know where I'm strong. And because I know I'm strong there, I don't really spend time trying to strengthen my strengths. I'm strong there. But see, that's where the enemy can come in. I personally like working on my weaknesses. I know where I'm weak. I know where I need work. I know where I need help. So for me, that's where I like developing and where I like, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to help me and, you know, shift and change and, you know, mold me so that my weak areas can become strengths. But in doing that, I can also be distracted from guarding and still working on my strengths because you get great at something by perfecting your craft just because I'm strong in it don't mean I need to quit it means I need to still perfect it here and there I'm always focused on my weaknesses not in a negative way don't misinterpret what I'm saying I'm focused on trying to make them better I'm not soaking in my weaknesses I'm not saying oh I'm not good at this I'm not good at that I know where I'm weak at I'm confident in my strengths enough to work on my weaknesses without feeling inadequate amen so by hearing this, it caused me to question, okay, maybe I need to not put so much focus on just my weaknesses, but also focus on my strengths as well. And let there be a balance because you want to continuously perfect your strengths as well as build up yourself to where your weaknesses also become strengths. But we can't get distracted. We have a lot of amazing qualities. God has made us amazing. You're amazing, bro. You're amazing, sis. And we have these special abilities and these strengths, whether it is to communicate or because you're trustworthy or you're very versatile, you're creative. We have all of these strengths, you know, some greater than others. And you want to make sure your strengths stay your strengths and you don't want to be distracted and you don't want someone or allowing a situation to happen to you in your life that caused your strengths to be taken away from you. 
God has given it to you. He has given you that ability and you want to perfect it. You don't want to ignore it. You want to perfect it and you want to guard it. You want to guard it that when a situation happens, though it may hurt, though it may uh, uh, affect you, don't let it cause you to lose that very thing that God has given you. So I thought this was pretty interesting because like I said, for me, I, I know the areas where I'm strong and I know where I'm weak. And Samson knew, he told Delilah, listen, no one can shave my head. I've been a Nazarite since birth. So if you know that, why would you tell this woman this? First of all, like I said, strong in one area, weak in another. And instead of him paying attention to his weakness, that's why it needs to be a balance. He was so focused and so headstrong that he was just in his, he, Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> Let me do this again. He was so um, focused on his strengths that he was not paying attention to his weakness. His weakness was love. His weakness was that relationship. And he could not discern that she was trying to kill him versus actually just wanting to be booed up and have pillow talk. She hit him with the, you don't love me. If you love me, you tell me. First of all, <laughs> the funny thing is I remember, I, I've, I've said that. I've said that before. If you love me, you, you'll tell me this. If you love me, you'll do that. If you, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I've done that before. But my intentions wasn't to hurt the person. I just, you know, it's just a, a line that, you know, we use sometimes. <laughs> I ain't talking about you, sis. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. I have said that before. <laughs> but she hit him with the okie doke and he fell for it. He didn't guard his strengths and he didn't pay attention to his weakness. And it has to be a balance. And I love the word of God because it can teach you so much on so many levels if you allow it to. The word of God can teach you so much if you allow it to. All of these stories are made for us to be strengthened in the areas where we are weak. Amen. That if you know that you have a weak area in your life, if you know that you, you, you have this weakness for money, or maybe you have a weakness for attention, or maybe you have weakness for um, affirmation or fame, whatever your weaknesses are, we all have them. Whatever your vices are, we have them. That you need to pay attention to them and don't let that weakness hinders you to the point that it makes one of your strengths weak. We have to we have to pay attention to that. Don't get so don't get so cocky in your strength that you don't think that it could become a weakness. And that's exactly what Samson did. He was cocky. Oh, if you do this, boop, bop, 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 I'll be just like any other man. He played a game with her. He did it three times until it really, you know, really happened and he, he lost his strength. We can't be cocky. We could be, you know, we, we can know that we have this strength, but we have to also keep working on that strength. And we also have to guard that strength because we don't want it to become a weakness. And we also have to pay attention to our weak areas as well. So I just thought this was interesting and I wanted to share it with you guys as, you know, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me because like I said, I'm, I'm focused on my weaknesses. Like, okay, I want to change this about me. I want to change that about me. I want to change this about me. And that's good. That is amazing. I love the fact that I can, you know, look at myself in the mirror and know, okay, I need work here. <laughs> 
I need work in this area of my life. I need work in this area of my life. I need a little tweaking here. I need a little tweaking there. I, I always ask the Holy Spirit to give me eyes to see me. We quick to see others, but I want to see myself. Where am I falling short, Lord? Where am I falling short? Where am I missing the mark? And I want to work on those things. But today, the Holy Spirit brought to my attention the importance of guarding my strengths. I know where I'm good at. I'm good at communicating. I'm, I'm, I'm good with being creative. Uh, this, I, have, I have a few strengths, but, you know, don't get so cocky thinking, oh, I'm good here. I don't need to work on that. I don't need to pay attention to that because let me tell you something. I, I've been in a season with, I personally, one of my strengths is the ability to love. I love everybody. And I, I really don't just say it just to say it. Like, I have this genuine love for people. And I just want to make you smile. I want to make you happy. And, I, I, you know, give you, you know, make you feel all googly, googly inside. That's just me. Now, I went through a season where the enemy was fighting me against that love. That was one of my strengths. The ability to love people no matter what it was. You know, no matter their faults, no matter their issues. I, I just love you period. And that's just how it's going to be. But when that is not guarded and I didn't guard it because I knew that was a strength of mine. I knew that was something, you know, God has given me. I, I didn't guard it and I didn't guard my heart. And I was in a season where I felt like people were just, whether it was rejection or whether there was, you know, a lack of support or whether they just wasn't there. And I can honestly say that love was like, well, what, 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 why, why, why nobody loving me? What, what's going on here? And the enemy was attacking my love, attacking my, you know, attacking my mind with those thoughts. Why? Because I didn't guard it. The Bible says, guard your heart. And I did not guard my heart. And I, there has to be a balance. And it's okay because that's one of the greatest commandments to love God and to love your neighbors as you love yourself. So it's nothing wrong with me loving people. What is wrong is that I'm not guarding my heart while loving people. And to also know too that I'm not just loving you for the sake of loving you. I know that that is one of the greatest commandments that if I want to be pleasing in the eyes of God, that I got to love you as he loves you. And I have to see you the way he sees you. And in doing that, sometimes I... I am carefree and I do wear my heart on my sleeve and that, that, you know, I'm just as bad as Samson in that area, I guess. But at the same time, you know, he's teaching me not to be so open and, and, and not to embrace this. I love Ecclesiastic. He says, there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing that you have to know when to cut the cord. Amen. You have to know how much to give and when to draw back. I'm, I'm the type of person that I love you. I love you. I'm giving you the shirt off my back, the socks off my feet. It is what it is. That's just how I am. But knowing that we live in a time where the hearts of men are waxing cold, we're living in a time where people only care for themselves. I'm human. The enemy can use my ability to love against me because if people hurt you enough and reject you enough and, 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 and get you to that place where you don't want to love it, it don't, it no longer becomes, it's no longer my strength. It becomes a weakness. Why? Because now I don't want to love anymore. And where God has called me to love and God has called me to you know, his sons and his daughters. Now I'm like, I'm good. I'm by myself. No. And I really went through a season where I just really wanted to just remove myself 
from loving people or love them with a long arm or long spoon or whatever it is that they say. But that's how I was feeling. Why? Because I didn't guard my heart. I didn't listen to the word of God. I just wanted to be there. I just wanted to encourage. I wanted to support. I wanted whatever it is that I was able to do. I wanted to do. But people can take that for granted. People can manipulate People can, people are doing all kinds of things. And if you're not guarding yourself and to expect, and it takes me back to, um, and then, and then the first Peter four, where it says, count it not strange that we can't allow what people do to affect what we do. You, I know I'm a person that is caring. I'm a person that is loving. I can't let people who don't know how to love and people who are not caring to stop me from being me. Amen. And you can't let people stop you from being you. Don't let your strength become a weakness because of what people do. Guess that's what happened to Samson. He was strong and then he let Delilah in and she played him and now he lost his strength because he wasn't discerning because he didn't guard his heart because he didn't guard his strength. And I just thought this was really, really cool because I believe this is going to help. It definitely helped me. And I pray it helped you that if you know there's an area where you are strong, you want to guard it. You want to guard it because the enemy is going to come against it. The enemy is going to come against it. You're, you're a giver. You like giving. You like helping. You're a helper. You're a supporter. Whatever it is you're good at, guard it. Guard it with all of your heart. Guard your heart, my brother. Guard your heart, my sister, because the enemy is roaming around and he's looking for opportunities to sift. If I can sift you of your strength, look, they were plotting. They were plotting to take his strength away. And the enemy is plotting to take our strength away. He don't care about our weaknesses. He know they're our weaknesses. He's looking to attack the strength. Amen. He's looking to attack the things that would bring God glory. He's looking to the things that will bring people into the family of God. He's looking for your strengths. So we have to guard them, family. We have to look at ourselves and we got to jot them down. You know where you're strong at? Write them down. Maybe, maybe you not even, maybe you haven't even sat down and thought about it. Like, yeah, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to see where you are right now. Do some internal revenue and 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 and, and jot down what you're good at, where you're strong at, and also jot down where you're weak at. And don't let your weaknesses Im- um, intimidate you because it's not something that it's not something that can't be changed. Amen. Your weaknesses can change when you put them in the hands of God. And that's what I've been doing this season, giving my weaknesses to the Lord. You know working on them so they can become strengths. So maybe you need to do that. Write down what you're really good at. Write down what you're strong at and then guard it. Guard it. Guard it. And don't let the enemy sift you. Don't let the enemy attack you. And don't be so distracted by a weakness that you don't pay attention that it's against your strength. I thought this was pretty awesome. And you can look at it in so many different ways, but it's a teachable chapter. Judges 16 is a teachable chapter chapter. Um, and it's not just for ministry. You can really use this for every area of your life. Like I said, we have different strengths, strengths for the ministry, strengths in relationship, strengths at the job. There's so many areas we need to be strong and we don't want the enemy attacking any of our strengths because we're not paying attention because we're distracted by our weakness. That's why it's important that we know our weaknesses. I know where I'm weak at. I know where I struggle. Now I need to 
have that on the forefront and I also need to have my strengths on the forefront because I need to make sure that my weaknesses don't affect my strengths and I need to guard my strengths not being distracted by weakness (laughs) so family I love you and I really really do (laughs) and um I'm actually I'm happy I got to that place where I'm not um I used to like, I really used to just dislike it. Like, why do I have to be like this? Why I have to be the person that care? Why I have to be the person, you know, that feels bad when someone going through stuff or hurting? Like, if somebody cry, I'm a cry. Like, I'm a very, I just, I don't know. That's just how he made me. That's just how he made me. And it's a strength. I believe it's a strength because we need love. The world needs love. And at first I thought it was a weakness. I really thought it was a weakness, especially in my, my teenage years and in my twenties, I, I thought it was a weakness because when you a loving person like that and people don't know how to appreciate it, you get played and manipulated in so many ways. So growing up, I thought it was like the worst thing ever. Like, why am I like this? I wish I could, I wish I didn't care. I wish I could just do what I wanted to do and not care about people's feelings, but that's not how God made me. He made me for his kingdom. And now here I am in my late 30s and in the kingdom of God. And God is calling me to his sons and daughters. And he's calling me to love them. Love heals. Love covers. Love transforms. Love shifts. Love do a lot of things. So the enemy been trying to shift, sift me of that love so I would be ineffective in the ministry that God has called me into. Because people need to be loved and they need to know that they're loved and they need to be encouraged and they need to be hugged and they need to be kissed. They need to know that they are special. And I love making people feel special. And I I thank God at this place in my life that it doesn't bother bother me anymore. I used to, I really used to hate it. I used to hate being the way that I was, but I realize now that that is a part of my ministry. It's a part of being a minister. You can't really minister to someone without love. Like you can't, you got to have a heart of compassion. You have to be sensitive in order to hear someone out and hear their heart and hear their pain and see their brokenness and, 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 and usher them into the presence of God. You have to have a tender heart for that. And God knew that he was going to call me to be his minister this time in my life. So even though I didn't like it, God had a plan for it and I'm grateful now. So what I have to do, knowing that this is what God has called me to, knowing that this is a strength for the ministry, I have to guard it because the enemy does look for ways to sift me like wheat and cause me to shut down and not want to love. So I encourage you today to really sit down with yourself, figure out what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, guard your strengths, work on your weaknesses for the glory of God. It's all for his glory. It's all for his glory. We don't want to give the enemy no room, no foothold into our life. We want all glory going to God and we want to be used by God. And we don't want, we don't, honestly, we don't even want our weaknesses hindering us from from the kingdom. Amen. You don't want God to not be able to use you because of one of your weaknesses. So you got to not even let your weaknesses hinder you. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I know I'm weak here, but I'm not going to let it stop me. I know this is not an area where I'm good at, but I'm not going to let it stop me. To God be the glory. He will get the glory out of my life and work on those areas that you know you're weak in. Amen. 
Amen. I love you and I will talk to you soon. So get strong in the Lord. Let him strengthen you and guard your strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.